Hello and welcome to Bat Flips and Nerds, the baseball podcast with a British twist. I am your host, John McGee. In today's episode, I was delighted to be joined by Sam Kennedy, the president and CEO of the Boston Red Sox, to talk about the forthcoming MLB London series and the club's plans for bringing the team across the Atlantic. Must warn you that the audio in this week's episode is a little rough as Sam and I were on the phone. Hopefully you can bear with it because it's a really fun conversation and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I did having it. So I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Kennedy, the President and CEO of the Boston Red Sox. Sam, thanks so much for joining us this evening and uh, afternoon your time, of course. How are things with you? Everything's great over here in Boston. Uh, the club's playing a little bit better, so uh, so things are, are going well. And we're, we're, of course, all excited about uh, June 1st over in Madrid from the Champions League uh, finals for Liverpool. That's actually uh, a, a real point of excitement for Fenway Sports Group. So uh, it's a busy time, but all, all is well. Excellent. So I, I, uh, I work in Liverpool, and they're currently uh, decking out the entire city centre. Uh, with uh, red and white paraphernalia, and uh, all of my colleagues are, are nervously clinging on to the last of their fingernails. So hopefully, hopefully for the good of my colleagues and uh, and uh, well-being within my office, uh, those guys can carry on. Right. Well, it's exciting and, and really amazing how global football has just uh, captured the imagination here in the northeastern part of the United States. It's it's remarkable. Kids growing up in New England now are are uh, are fans of the Premier League, and and um, it's it's just been fun to watch the growth of the sport. As a, as a sports fan, it's uh, it's been fun to watch, and uh, of course, it helps to have a rooting interest. And there'll be a, a lot of Liverpool fans uh, throughout the pubs and bars here in Boston <laughs> watching that final. I bet, I bet. It's a, an early start for them, but I, I'm sure that they'll be uh, be enjoying it uh, nonetheless. Yeah, so for sure. I, I wanted to, to start the conversation to talk a little bit, bit about you, yourself, Sam, and your background, because uh, as I said when we we uh, joined the call, I, I know about it, but I'm a, I'm a dyed-in-the-wall Red Sox nerd, and, and I don't know if people understand your story over here so you 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 yourself are a, a boy of brookline massachusetts you grew up on the same street as peter gammons and, and theo epstein lately of, of of the boston red sox parish um and, and now with the ceo so it's it's um boys own stuff your your path to the boston red sox well, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, you know, it reminds me, my old uh, colleague, uh, Ian Ayer, who used to be the CEO of, of Liverpool, uh, grew up in, in the shadows of, uh, of Anfield, and I was fortunate to grow up uh, just about a mile from Fenway Park, and I uh, grew up coming to games here with my father, and, and uh, Red Sox, uh, like uh, Liverpool and, and some of the other uh, clubs that have a very passionate following. The, the Red Sox are uh, really part of our DNA here in Boston and, and New England. So uh, I started my career, believe it or not, uh, in when I was in college as an entry-level intern with the New York Yankees. So that was obviously uh, <laughs> difficult to take as a Bostonian, but of course I was thrilled just to have a job in baseball. And um, I had a chance to, to go out and work for the San Diego Padres. Uh, you mentioned Theo Epstein. He and I were colleagues out there. And then 
our mentor, Larry Lucchino, and, and, and John Henry and Tom Warner uh, hired the two of us to come back and work for the Red Sox in 2002. And so this is my 18th year with the club, and uh, it's been just a, a privilege uh, of a lifetime to work with uh, with John Henry and Tom Warner, and, and it's a it's a great organization. We've had some some great uh, seasons, uh, four World Series championships. Uh, we've had some disappointing seasons, of course, uh, but it's a it's a great group to work for, given the uh, entrepreneurial spirit and, and commitment to winning, either on the field or on the pitch or with our other businesses. They're very competitive guys, and they really enjoy uh, they enjoy the sports business, and, and so I feel very lucky to be a part of it. Excellent. It, it, it is. It is absolutely a, a winning culture that that's been there uh, since since you and uh, Theo and, and John Henry and Tom Warner became involved. I mean, I suppose you could, if you were being boastful, you could say it was all down to you. I want. I wanted. I wanted. To ask, I wanted to ask though if uh, if you've got bored yet. You know how many how many how many uh, gold bottles is too many gold bottles, Sam? Uh, <laughs> well. It, it, there is never enough, and that, that probably sounds uh, greedy, but, it, you know, it's interesting. When I was growing up here as a, as a youngster, we always used to, to talk about what would happen if the Boston Red Sox actually won the World Series. And it was um, one point of discussion was, well, maybe people won't care anymore because you've conquered sort of the... Uh, the curse uh, of the Bambino, he's climbed to the mountaintop. Uh, but what, what has happened has been fascinating. The New England market uh, with the New England Patriots and the Celtics and the Bruins and the Red Sox winning championships has sort of fueled this hunger and, and passion for more and more winning. And I really do think that competition amongst the teams here in, in Boston has been very healthy and, and has really helped um, the teams continue to uh, focus on winning and create that culture you mentioned of, of winning. So John and, and Tom uh, and our group have had four World Series rings, uh, but incredibly, the New England Patriots have six Super Bowl rings. <laughs> so you know, we, we have a, a high standard to live up to. The Kraft family is uh, unbelievable ownership group they've created a dynasty and they're sort of the gold standard here in New England uh, and so we're trying to keep up with the, the example that they've set and um, we're, we're hoping to have, continue to have some of that success uh, across uh, the ocean and in, in Liverpool we, we, as you know we fell short one point uh, this year was just um, a remarkable season uh, but we do have a chance here in Champions League so we're excited about that yeah, um, I, I I declared my my rooting interest in Liverpool from a from a colleague point of view and where I work. I, I I should confess that I do live in Manchester, although I have no horse in that race, so don't judge me. Um, well, I, as a as someone who grew up in you know a mile from Fenway Park, and I've been fortunate attend many uh, great rivalries, you know, games with the Yankees or um, Boston Bruins hockey games or Patriots or Celtics and, and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a, an amazing thing to see. I had a chance that Jackie Bradley and I were lucky enough to attend the Manchester United game mm-hmm. at Anfield mm-hmm. earlier this year. And, and um, you know, I've never experienced passion and emotion like that uh, in, in one setting. It was just remarkable, and um, you have to be there in person 
to really appreciate it and experience it. It's a it's a tremendous thing for for our sports fans to 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 watch that passion and, and emotion. So we're so excited to to, to come over there and, and play uh, the first ever Major League Baseball games. It'll be terrific. Absolutely. So that's a good segue into to talking about London. I I recall from many of the articles in in the lead up to the announcement of of the teams. Uh, when the series itself had been announced as a concept, it had been built into the con- uh, conditional bargaining agreement um, with the Players Association. There was or not not many articles went past Sam where there wasn't a quote from you about how this was a good thing and that you would be quite keen for the Red Sox to participate. Um, so I took it from that that this was something that you as a as a franchise are super keen on and are really excited to take advantage of. Now I just wanted to understand from you firsthand why that was. Well, it's um, it, it's a we are yes we are enormously excited about the opportunity. Uh, frankly, our experience with Liverpool and really understanding the um, the incredible passion and support for sports uh, in that market is is, is helpful. Um, and even before we got involved uh, with with Liverpool, I know John Henry and Tom Warner and Hal Steinbrenner of the Yankees have had conversations about going back many years about a Red Sox Yankees matchup in a in a high profile international location. And when Rob Manfred took over as a commissioner, he stated a goal of, of growing the game internationally uh, and really called on Hal and, and John and Tom to uh, see if we could make this happen. So we are uh, ecstatic to have the opportunity, we think, coming over and uh, highlighting two of the most traditional and successful teams in all of baseball, playing uh, on the world's largest stage in, in London is a great thing, uh, not just for the Red Sox or the Yankees, but for all of Major League Baseball. And uh, so we're very appreciative about it, and we think it'll be a, a terrific uh, event for the fans locally, um, and, and it'll really capture uh, a new set of fans who maybe haven't experience baseball in person um, uh, or on television throughout the world. So it's a, a great thing for, for baseball. And I, I wish the Red Sox could take credit, but we can't. It's, it's absolutely a credit to, to Commissioner Manfred and, and Major League Baseball for putting this together. Um, they've played games internationally in, in, in Mexico and um, in Asia, and this will be the first time in London, and it's a really important, it will be a really important day for Major League Baseball. I'm interested in the fact that you you mentioned there that that John Henry and and Tom Warner had had been having conversations with Hal Steinbrenner because I I did want to ask you specifically about that that seeming meeting of minds you know across that great divide and and rivalry with you know with Commissioner Manfred but maybe playing the referee there so it does sound like there was a, a real coming together of egos there right. Yes, in fact, um, you know, I'm not sure I'm supposed to reveal this publicly, but there is a, uh, a, a very a good working relationship and I would say friendship between Hal Steinbrenner and John Henry and Tom Warner. Um, and they really, you know, on the field, of course, there's a, 
uh, a bitter rivalry, um, and uh, we had our battles over the last 18 years. Uh, but off the field, uh, uh, Hal and, and, and John and Tom work on committees together. There's lots of issues facing baseball and the game that they um, collaborate on, and, and uh, we have enormous respect for their organization. Uh, I started there as, a, as an intern uh, under uh, George Steinbrenner, uh, and so we, we, we do that. John Henry, little-known fact, was a, a minority partner of uh, George Steinbrenner going way back to the 1990s. John owned a small percentage of the New York Yankees. So there has been this um, this great connection uh, off the field between the Red Sox and the Yankees uh, and that, I, that I do think contributed to all of this coming together. Yeah, uh, it, it certainly seems the case. I, 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 my uh, my podcasting colleague Tom attended the uh, the the announcement in London, and he said that you could tell that there was a, a mutual respect, friend, friendship. I think is 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 your word, Sam. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one to hang in public with your attestation against it. I'm gonna... <laughs> definitely, yeah. It's uh, it, it, there is definitely a healthy uh, rivalry. Um, the Yankees have certainly uh, uh, had their years where they've beaten up on us, and we've had years where we've beaten up on them. Right now, they are atop of the American League East. We're looking up at them, but last year we were uh, fortunate to beat them in the playoffs, and uh, it's just it's just been back and forth for the last decade and a half, and that's because you have two very committed ownership groups. Yeah, it it, re- it really couldn't be better in terms in terms of the matchup and, and the timing because you know as you as you've alluded to yourself that the Red Sox over your tenure have had some rough times and and so have the Yankees within that period as well. But the these are two prime teams, if not the two best teams in baseball, then amongst you know the top handful. That's right. We, 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 uh, we've got a tough position. Tampa Bay has, uh, has done a great job, uh, of building this year. So, um, you know, that's why it, it's amazing. We play 162 games across, uh, a regular season, but each and every one of those games matter, uh, because you really need to win that division, uh, to get into the playoffs. So you're not in a situation where you're playing a one game wild card, uh, winner take all type of uh, game. Those are, uh, those are quite scary. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, one one criticism that there's been of this series, obviously, I have a I have a vested interest in this as a as a, as a UK baseball fan, is that that's what some commentators have said is that somewhat understandably that the sport should have focused on local problems. You 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 commented there in, in answer to one of my previous questions that the Steinbrenners and John Henry and Tom Warner have, have been involved in addressing some of the more localized issues. I, I, you know, things like connection to the Afro Caribbean community. Uh, declining attendances, particularly over the course of this season due to weather. So some people say that, you know, what's the point in chasing London? Let's address the, the issues closer to home. Would, would you have a, a view on that personally? Yeah, well, I, I think it's very important that we grow the game uh, on a global basis. Um, the, the world, as, as we've seen from the uh, our involvement with Liverpool and, and the growth of uh, football in the U.S. has just been remarkable over the last eight or nine years. And why is that? Well, the games are distributed live in high definition on NBC throughout the North America, so you kids and families can watch the games. Uh, but the teams also 
regularly visit to, to North America and come over and play international friendlies. And that's really how you, you create a connection. If you're a, a seven-year-old to 13-year-old boy or girl, you have a chance to, to see uh, the Red Sox-Yankees uh, either in person play in London uh, or watch the game on television um, or go to our fan fests that are going to be taking place over there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll grow an affinity not just for the, for the teams but for the game. Uh, altogether. So uh, I think it's hugely important to continue to play games internationally uh, and to take uh, chances and, and risks like this um, and, and really go out of your way to highlight the best product that you have to a global audience. It's very important as we move forward because technology allows us uh, all over the world to consume sports content live uh, at any time. Uh, wherever we are in the world. So we need to try and grow the, the fan base for our sport. Right. And just turning to some of the specifics of, of the, the logistics of this, I, I wondered if there are any specific preparations that, that you as a, a club have made differently for this trip compared to, you know, if you're going to a West Coast uh, swing to Oakland and LA, for example, how different is this as a challenge for you and your colleagues? Yeah, it, it, it is a bit different. It is, uh, first of all, it's treated as a, uh, as a, what we'll say is a, a jewel event, uh, in an international game. So Major League Baseball, thankfully, uh, controls, uh, the operations and, uh, are working hard to set everything up, but we've worked closely with them, uh, for example, on some logistical issues like sleep after one. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave uh we get games scheduled on Wednesday, June twenty sixth for a specific time in the afternoon so we could fly overnight, um, have a sort of a recovery day on the Thursday. Uh, and then have a workout on Friday, and then we play our two games Saturday, and then in an unusual move, you know, having a, an off day on the Monday. So, so several off days to allow for, for travel. Um, and then, of course, there will be many special events. Major League Baseball is putting on a huge fan fest um, at the London Yards, which will be exciting for everyone in the marketplace. And then there are some fundraisers. There's uh, a Major League Baseball game on Friday night. Uh, the Red Sox uh, Foundation uh, are putting together uh, an event with the Walking with the Wounded organization at the Kensington Palace. So lots of special events and receptions um, for uh, for fans and, and for uh, dignitaries and corporate types. So uh, it should be a very special uh, several days over there in London. Excellent. And and. How does the, the team and, and Alex Cora feel about the, the setup? I know from the, the interviews that, that Alex gave after after the initial announcement, he, he, he was really excited about you know saying his mum wants to come. But have they got at all apprehensive? Are they are they are they happy that the, the arrangements have uh, have taken on hand? And I wondered you, you mentioned there your your visit to Liverpool with, with Jackie Bradley. Has that has that helped? You know, you couldn't you, have you guys managed to calm anyone down that they are gonna be able to sleep? <laughs> no, very much so. This group is very excited about the opportunity to play. Our players have been terrific and very supportive. Uh, I do think it was helpful. Uh, Jackie was willing to come over and promote the game and experience uh, what uh, the trip would be like. And um, 
this, this generation of players, they're, they're connected to all sport. And so I can tell you anytime Liverpool either has an exciting win or a tough loss, I hear about it from Xander Bogarts. He's, uh, he's a big, he, he's, I would say he probably is a, more of a Man City fan and uh, and a Barcelona fan. Uh, Alex Cora is uh, rooting like crazy for uh, Jurgen Klopp. They have a, a nice uh, back and forth with each other, and so um, it's it, it, the players definitely they're aware of their connection to their uh, to their sort of family club, and, and it's, it's a nice thing. And of course, Liverpool's coming over here. We're playing over there in uh, June, late June, and Liverpool's playing here. Fenway Park on, on July 21st, so um, we'll be get to experience uh, each other's home uh, territory, if you will. Excellent. So it sounds like uh, it's it's a big thumbs up from the from the club that they're, they're all ex- all the guys are excited to to uh, experience. Yeah, it, they really are. You know, they'll they'll go from uh, you know from playing games in, in Canada to Boston to London back to Canada. So it'll be. It, 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 it's great, and, and we're uh, we're very excited about uh, the opportunity. Absolutely, and, and a few air miles to to rack up over that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And what, what about sure. Red, what about Red Sox Nation itself? It looks from uh, from our interactions on on social media as though they're going to be heading over in force and, and taking over all of the all all of the the best of London's hotels, eateries, and tourist attractions as as well as getting in a bit of baseball themselves. Yeah, the, the Red Sox Nation travels uh, well, a lot like the Liverpool supporters who will be making the trek to Madrid. Uh, there will be uh, a lot of Red Sox uh, supporters over there. You know, it, it couldn't be scheduled at a better time for a summer holiday. And, and of course, London being one of the greatest cities in the world, there's so much uh, to do over there and a great attraction. So I think many, many folks are using this as a uh, the centerpiece of a, of a family vacation. Of course, you've got Wimbledon, I think, starts uh, the following week. So I've heard many people saying they're going to mix in uh, baseball with some tennis. And uh, so it should be, should be a fun time. And, and the Cricket World Cup is on at the same time, so make sure if people haven't clocked that, you tell them. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's amazing how in the U.S. we're still trying to understand cricket, and, and in the U.K., I know many are still trying to understand baseball, but there is a great <laughs> crossover, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they both have bats, and, and they look really simple, but the rules are really hard. That That's basically what they yeah. have in common. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, That's right. Um, so, last couple of questions. Um, there's been reports. I'm not. I'm not putting you on the spot here, Sam. There's been reports that next year's series, it's been confirmed for 2020, may be the Cardinals and the Cubs. So, if if that if that does come to pass, um, are you going to be uh, writing down some notes in your book for your for your good friend, Mr. Epstein? <laughs> for sure. Well, I'll just say. You know, the games have not been confirmed, but I, uh, as as a member of the baseball industry, I, I hope that that is true uh, because it's just it's one thing to go and, and play uh, one game, you know, in, in London or Tokyo or uh, Mexico City, but to follow up and, and to play a second uh, set of games, a second series would be great. And uh, I am partial to the Cubs, given our connection to, to Theo Epstein and the crew and. Um, so you know, hopefully that does come to pass and uh, that would be a great way to follow up uh, Red Sox-Yankees if it, if it happens. Yeah, well, well, fingers crossed on our side. 
And, and the, my last question for you, Sam, I don't know if, if anyone will have, will have placed these pictures in front of you yet, but um, I'm going out on a limb here. They've had mixed reaction, but I think the, the London series bobbleheads are in the conversation for the best bobbleheads I've ever seen. I don't know if you've seen them yet. <laughs> I have not seen them, but I look forward to them. And in fact, there's a, um, there's a bobblehead display area at Fenway Park where we have quite a collection yeah, of, uh, of bobbleheads. So we'll have to, we'll have to make room for one more and, and bring home a, a London series bobblehead. Well, Mookie Betts dressed as a beef eater is uh, is once seen and never forgotten. Uh, and Aaron, oh, Aaron, Aaron Judge leaning against Big Ben, likewise. We I, we thought that they'd missed a trick not having Big Ben in Tendi, um, but you know maybe <laughs> there's still six weeks. We can pass that on. And there's still there's still time. Well, Mookie Betts can, looks good doing anything. He's he's such a star, so uh, I'm sure he'll be excited to see that. Well, a, a four-inch plastic Mookie Betts in a kilt is quite a look, Sam. So that's a pleasure quite that a you've visual. still got you've still got to take uh, take in. Uh, and definitely, having seen the the Fenway bobblehead collection, it will uh, it will take pride of place alongside the many the many Charlie Browns. Uh, that's great. Well, we look we look forward to experiencing that and everything else that London has to offer uh, at the end of June. Sam, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up in June. All right. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Thanks, Sam.